Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. You mind if we hear some tunes? This is it. Don't get scared now. Change, you filthy animal. Hello, and welcome to the season finale of Fan Critical Podcast. We will be reviewing the year in film and TV, discussing our favourite Christmas films and songs, and there will even be a Christmas quiz at the end. Yay! Yay. This evening, I'm joined by a motley crew of Christmas characters. To start, I'm sat with Emma. She's ethereal, she's otherworldly, she will make you feel bad about your past mistakes, she's a ghost of Christmas past. Also joined by a tall ginger fellow who occasionally has been known to be jolly and fun. It's Len, aka the ghost of Christmas present. Ho, ho, ho. Leaving a sense of dread and foreboding in his wake. <laughs> J Mac is, of course, the ghost of Christmas future. Yay! Last but by no means least, a little guy who's beloved by all who know him and whose absence is felt deeply at Christmas, Gareth, aka Tiny Tim. Aww. I am probably Scrooge in this analogy. I can't allow this to keep going. I'm five foot eight. Like, that is maybe slightly <laughs> below average. I told I'm five, ten and a half, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I, he admits I live it. With it. Do you well, know what I mean? It's, it's what it is. So but you love Christmas, you have a limp, you've got your little crutch, you are tiny Tim, yeah, in my eyes. Yeah. What we're going to do in this um, podcast is we're going to have a little review of the year, because I think we can all agree it's been a very good year for TV and film, but mainly TV, a golden age, if you will. Yes. Um... I would like to start by discussing Gareth, aka Tiny Tim. What was your favourite TV show of the year and why? Show your work. Um, I have to show my working out, do I? It's difficult because mm-hmm. I like it. I like it when just give the answer and then move on. But my favourite TV show. You're a teacher, for fuck's sake. Settle down. I'm not a maths teacher, though. <laughs> um, my favourite TV show was. Stranger Things, I just bloody love it. I love the atmosphere. I love the the setting and the vibe that it gives and the fact that you feel like you're in the 80s when you watch it. It really like it, it makes you feel like you're there. And that's the thing that I love about it, even more than the excellent storyline and the foreboding and dread that it manages to um to to incorporate. I just I love the I love the feeling of the show and I can't wait for it to come back. Would you say that if you could, if you were given the opportunity, you would just watch a show of the kids just hanging out and not solving mysteries? Because I think <laughs> I would. I would like to see them just going to yeah. school, talking about D&D and just chilling. Creepy, creepy. Talking about D. D&D. I think that's spot on, Lucy. And I think that's, a, um, that's kind of exactly what I'm trying to say is that, is that the characters and the setting is so good. It could be about anything. It could probably it could be about a summer job where they have to paint fences, and I'd probably enjoy watching that. Huckleberry, yeah, Finn. Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> yeah. That's a good 
Good response, guys. I'm going to throw it over to you, Emma. What was your favourite TV of the year? My favourite TV of this year actually has to be a uh, Netflix original. Walking Uh, Dead. (laughs) And it wasn't Walking Dead because many issues that I'm not going to discuss on this particular podcast. Uh, No, my my favourite series of this year actually was Mindhunter on Netflix. Mm. Oh, that annoys me. I want to watch watch it already. Yeah, well, I binge watched the whole thing one day. Aww. In literally one day. Um, and, I, and i got to say, it's spectacular. I, I like serial killers a lot. Not in like... Hey, me too. Of, not the sexy want to marry them kind of way, but it's like I'm fascinated way. by... Uh, okay. Anyway, so the thing anyway. I really loved about Mindhunter the most <laughs> was that... Happy Christmas. Mindhunter incorporated all the things I love in life, which is killing hey. psychopaths hey. and uh, like <clears> the <throat> FBI. <laughs> the last one was a bit weird. I mean, yeah, the first, that was the worst I mean, part. That's the worst one, just because out completely out of kilter with the other two. But yeah, go on. Um, uh, FBI. And I think actually, <laughs> the suits they did it quite spectacularly. Um, the characters are played the serial killers that were interviewed, which in this is based on the accurate uh, like beginnings of criminology and mm. like mm. criminal psychology. Mm. And they were fucking spectacular. It blew me away. Leonard yeah. Leonard oh, Bernstein. Um, my favourite show of 2017 is The Leftovers on HBO. It had its final season, season three. Uh, this um, just went this April and a lot of people have seen The Leftovers and I implore you to go and watch it. It is a dark, beautiful show. It is. It tackles amazing themes, very dark themes like um, grief and, and loss <coughs> and it turns it into this beautiful story um, and the third season was its, I think, its best yet. It had one of the most provocative and thought-provoking endings that, of any show I've ever watched, and it is a, my favourite show of all time. Um, and that, wow. that's, I mean, I love loads of stuff. I, please, guys, go watch The Leftovers. It's my one piece of advice. You'll not regret it. Everyone should put down what they're doing right now and watch The Leftovers. Maybe not over Christmas because it's extremely emotional. Um, John, you might actually. Be doing some more of that crying. I know you don't do that often. Well, don't keep saying that. It'll... I mean, that was that was for the last podcast. Yeah, but John is a very you know he, he's a very emotional closed... person. Yeah, but you will be in tears, mate. It will bring you to tears. It mm. it brought me to tears multiple times. Uh, so please go check it out. It's my tip. It's my tip, and it's honestly amazing. So please watch it. Marks out of ten, Liz. That is my favourite show of all time, and I know <laughs> I just criticised Emma for saying that. I give it a ten out of ten. It is beautiful. Wow. Seriously, check it out. Check it out. My show of the year was The Hermes Tale. Good show. Because I think... I've heard good things, yeah. It's absolutely amazing. I don't think there was anything I can fault in it. The performances, everything, the costumes, the writing, the the visuals are all superb. I think the thing that makes it stand above is, and I don't think they would have expected this when they commissioned it, is how prescient it would be to the current climate, the so-called war on women, especially in the States. Regarding, you know, abortion, like just the control of women's bodies that, you know, Republicans and many Americans feel that should be put into place. You've got a um, admitted sexual assaulter in office as as the most powerful man in the world. And I think it really taps into that. And there are some episodes, the episode, I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but yeah, I have seen it, the I've flashback seen it. episode, yeah. I found very hard to watch yeah. because it, I found it so realistic that I thought this could happen quite easily. Elizabeth Moss is unbelievable. I think she's such an amazing actress. She is. And I 
employ you again not the most cheerful show but yeah. we're not living in cheerful times no. so I think you need something that reflects that no and I I saw Handmaid's Tale uh, and I can second that recommendation dark, another dark uh, sort of bleak outlook mm. show I mean you watch like I said about Leftovers Handmaid's Tale you watch these shows and they seem very bleak and there's not much hope but there's but they're just beautifully done and they're such important mm. stories to tell especially um, like you said Elizabeth Moss's character is extremely strong yeah so finally, with regards to TV, we come to John. Hey, everybody. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be Westworld for me. Um, I think uh, of, of the shows that I've watched this year. Now, has anyone seen The Night Of? Yeah, I watched The Night Of. Yeah. So that was actually uh, mid last year. Yeah. Um, as a as a miniseries. But I watched that at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is incredible. The acting is phenomenal. Uh, it's uh, Riz Ahmed. <coughs> it's, Riz, yeah. it's Riz Ahmed, isn't Riz it? Ahmed, yeah. And um, oh, a couple so, of, the first episode of that show really pulls you in. I felt like the first episode's phenomenal. Like, yeah, it, like, like that could win a a little <laughs> mini series Emmy or like a mini an episode well, Emmy for scripting or yes, anything yeah. like that. I mean, Riz Ahmed has done very well out of of being in that show. Yes, definitely. What is, um, what is the premise of this? Okay, so uh, I don't want to say too much, but. The first episode uh, is basically so it's like seven episodes, I think. Yeah, or, seven or eight it's episodes. Like a miniseries. Um, a guy goes on a night out, has a one night stand, wakes up. The girl that he's had a one night stand with is fucking dead. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it's and it's about <clears throat> then the story goes on from there, and yeah. it's it is John is right. It's a very it's a H, another HBO production. Extreme, oh, extremely well done. You can see the way it's yeah. shot, the way it's directed, the way it's put together, the talent yeah. that they get involved in it. Okay. It's a very good show to watch. It's a slowly paced show, so it's, it's a, so the acting really has to hold up, and it does. It does yeah, very well. But it's like it's everything I love about yes, good writing and yeah. a good TV. Oh, show. the writing's really good. Uh, so I would say uh, if we were talking about shows this year that I watched, uh, it's it's got to be Westworld. It's been many, 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 many years. Uh, since uh, I was a kid on a Sunday um, and would be waiting for mum to finish up a Sunday roast. We're like, oh, fucking how long is this going to take? And Rawhide would just be going on in the background. And I'd watch it and i think, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Uh, Clint Eastwood in some fucking black and white um, Western. And for the most part, Westerns have been like, up and down over the years. Yeah, yeah. Like in the fifties and sixties, they were like the fucking all the rage in Hollywood. And then all so of a sudden, Cowboys vs. Aliens came out, which was dreadful, awful, yeah, dreadful. That's my point. Yeah. yeah. Um. So a couple years after, uh, well, a couple years after, four or five years after, uh, Cowboys and Aliens, to be able to flip the script and for HBO to sign off on a TV series. Of a film that is pretty dire, to be honest. Yeah. Dire? Um, Fucking abysmal. It goes back to this point that we, and our criticism for our Walking Dead podcast, which you should watch, is if you have the right talent and you you are prepared to pay for the right talent, you can turn any concept Mm. into a very interesting show. 
you know, HBO invested in Westworld. They saw it as their next Game of Thrones. They're planning for another show to go up to the level of that. So they've invested even more money than Game of Thrones. They've got something that's like $10 million per episode or $20 million per episode for season two. They've got Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan on board. I mean, Jonathan Nolan's the showrunner, but his brother Chris helps out. J.J. Abrams is a producer. You know, you're looking at these people, not fucking Scott Gimple. Um, You look at that. This is what happens when you invest in shows. HBO and a lot of the things that we've chosen around this table. I I said Leftovers. You said Westworld. You said Night Night Of, which is a HBO production. There's a reason why they produce arguably the best dramas that have ever been made. Sopranos, The Wire. They invest in talent and they spend their money. And it is as simple as that. And that is why American drama is miles ahead of British drama, just because of finances. I don't think that American drama is miles ahead of British drama. I think that there is a kind of 50-50 split in America. Either you are with a, uh, a commercial venture that has financial backup, like HBO does, or you're with an American TV-licensed thing. Uh, that has no fucking finances and can't be arsed and just makes a fucking shit show of it. Um, actually, what British... What kind of shit the show is it? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, yeah. It's a cool. Yeah, that it's was cool. it. Yeah. yeah. British TV has had some serious investment. It's been fucking, like, top-notch. There's been a lot of good dramas. Peaky really Blinders. Happy Valley was very good. Everyone loved Broad Church. I, unfortunately, um, in some cases, don't live in the UK anymore. And I live somewhere where... Oh my god, the TV that is made here is f- shit. I mean, I confirm that this is true. It's so bad. So, film this year, there's been some lo-fi indie sleeper hits. There's been some massive big budget movie extravaganzas. What way are you gonna go when you tell me what your film of the year is, Emma? Thor Ragnarok. Hey, I love that film. Because it opened up with one of my favourite songs in the world, Bit of Led Zepp. Uh, I laughed. I cried a little bit. I cheered. It was ridiculous. A fucking epic. Yeah, very, very funny. Can we have no spoiler alerts for this? Because I've still not seen it. You've not seen it. I still haven't seen it either. You haven't seen it. I'm far too busy to do stuff. I'm not going to spoiler alert It's very funny. What I'm going to say is it's fucking hilarious. Um, You've got to love the Kiwis. Yeah. Uh, I only they were all like that. Kiwi. So many ways. Most of them are, to be fair. I've met a lot mm, of them. Um, and uh, it's always just lovely to see that Hemsworth without a shirt on. So, great. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. I have to agree. Good looking guy. Yeah, very pretty. And Kate Blanchett was really good. Kate, Kate Blanchett was amazing. And I... He looked so good. I couldn't get over how hot she was. Yeah, yeah very hot. You know the body was CGI, right? right? Was it? Yeah. What? Yeah, I was surprised too because I thought she was generally just that fit, but no, it turns out it wasn't actually her. She's like tall and skinny. I what do you thought. mean? They CGI'd her body. Well, yeah, she's wearing like a catsuit. Spoiler alert. Like... Thing with Thor Ragnarok, um, I absolutely loved it as well. But like, yeah. it's actually just it's just a comedy. Like, it's so funny. For me, the heart of most comic hero movies is the the fucking fun and laughter of it that you have to have in amongst. <clears throat> oh, the world could die, but. <laughs> hilarious yeah it's very like, funny yeah, yeah, but I, I think we're the opposite I think me and Len I mean Len might yeah, miserable fuckers basically. it's got nothing to do with that it's like uh, there's plenty of action movies uh, I mean the, the Die Hard series for yeah. example I'm sure that will come up at some point later on but you know that's that's a that's an action movie where you're having a laugh but again 
Yes. Yeah, it's well, funny. Orig- yes, of course it is. Original or just the series as a whole? Because I don't think the original is actually that funny. What? Oh, I think it is very funny. Yeah, Die funny. Hard. What? You, it's I mean, you've got a fucking is, jumper but... that says, ho, 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 now I have a fucking yeah, machine gun. I've like, says, yeah. But yeah, well, what? You don't find that funny? You think that's quite a serious no, thing for him to do? But, but I mean, it's hilarious. It feels, it feels like it's confession coming up, doesn't it? But my biggest regret is the fact that we decided to podcast on Justice League and not Thor Ragnarok. No, no, I, I disagree. Like, and, do, and do you know why I disagree? Is that Thor Ragnarok, irrespective of whether or not I've seen it or not, is just another movie that means nothing to that franchise. And I'll tell you for why. Because there was a, <laughs> there, there was a trailer before Thor Ragnarok had come out. It was a trailer about what happens after Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's true. That, that's that will tell you everything you need to know about how unimportant that is to the series. That would never happen with the Justice League movie. That's and it fucking annoys me beyond belief. And that's exactly why I've not seen it. It does not matter. It's just another thing that happens. I'm not surprised that you push that as a fucking comedy. Would you rather see a good film that's just funny and maybe inconsequential or quite a bad film that maybe would lead on to tell you more about the series itself? But but that's an easy... Well, uh, look, if if the question is, and it is, in in the crux of things, good film or bad film, you'd rather see a good film. But... I'd suggest that if, as a filmmaker, if your goal is to is to produce a film and release a film and have a series and go, well, don't worry about that because this is what we're going to, then you could just skip that. And if you can skip that, then narratively it means nothing. Mm, that's a, just, true of a lot of the Marvel films, I think. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, that There's so many of them. Too many. It's my film of the year, but it's one film that made me feel all three of the key emotions. Oh look, which are laughter, love, and sad. Sad. Laughter, love, and sad. Laughter, love, and sad. I think laughter's an emotion. Is love an emotion? When were you sad? I don't think laughter's an emotion, is no, it? it isn't. I don't think love, love is an emotion, uh, is it? And cake. Well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of an emotion. Kind of emotion. Jeez. Laughter, love, and sad. All right, shall we move on to the next person's favourite film? Len. Oh, I've got, I've got a really tough decision to make here. So I'd, I'd say my favourite film of the year was Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk um, oh, you know what? fucking hell you don't like how awful for saying it all. yeah you've missed out some, some good ones um, so Dunkirk for me uh, was Christopher Nolan's finest moment um, I think he has learnt so much directing these big blockbusters that he sort of does intelligent blockbusters uh, blockbusters which make you think and at the same time challenge the audience um, whilst having an amazing visual spectacle and uh, an extremely good narrative. He, just the way Dunkirk built through three different timelines was brilliant. Um, and the score by Hans Zimmer, once again, flawless. Great music. The, the, the way it created tension. Even Harry Styles was in it. And he was good. He was good. He was better than the lead actor. He was, lead actor. He was really uh, good. He wasn't better than the lead. And I have to say, Len, you, you've, you've actually made me feel embarrassed by calling for It's okay, because yeah. we're all doing different types but of films. Dunkirk was spectacular. And I, I grew up uh, with a family who had been a part of that battle, and that, that kind of saviour... Mm. part of uh, that era and it was beautifully done yeah beautifully it, w- it was an effective uh it's a very christopher nolan thing to do to have you know alternative editing a, a, a different way of telling the story like he chops up certain scenes and he challenges the viewer to put the film into pers- into perspective 
You know, it was three different time timelines mm. going on, and you had land, sea, and air going on at the same time. Yeah. And it's they were beautiful, yeah, incredible cast, beautifully intercut, culminating in a rousing finale and something. As a British person, it made me feel extremely patriotic watching it. And I mean, I, I'm sure that a lot of British people feel this way when they watch that film. I, you know, like John was talking in our Star Wars podcast about how he uh, welled up, and you know. I definitely welled up when I watched Dunkirk. Same. I think what's cool is um, uh, a, a British story getting like the Hollywood treatment as well. So yeah, I'm going to throw it over to you, Gazzle. What was your favourite yeah. film of the year? Gazzle. I just I want to acknowledge how much I enjoyed it um, without it being yeah. my film of the year, but I just want to just... Yeah, um, similar kind of again, similar vibe to Stranger Things in a lot of ways, um, which yeah. I'm absolutely loving at the moment. But terrifying, um, but terrifying, guys, and very scary at times. Like some some of the moments were absolutely horrifying. Um, but overall, it's you know it's a great adventure movie with with horror um, included. My favorite film of the year is probably a controversial one and one that lots of people will disagree with and I totally get why and there are some major criticisms of it that I completely understand but I absolutely loved Blade Runner 2049 and that's yeah. my yeah that's that's Me. my personally my my film of the year and I and I don't care I don't care about its shortcomings because it just yeah. it it's sort of one of those films that just kind of got me and like now when I hear it's mad I keep hearing like cars driving really loud you know when they like rev their engines and stuff and I'm like that sounds like Blade Runner and I keep getting flashbacks to being in the cinema and having those like like you know, those, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a lot like um, the, uh, the the post-traumatic stress that I suffered um, after returning from that but um a slightly more positive because I actually really enjoyed the experience of watching Blade Runner. I don't think that's a controversial choice. I think that's a very smart choice, Gaz. I think the critic is a critical darling that film, and there will be some serious Oscar buzz for technical achievements in that film for sure. John, um, what was your film? I I've done a lot of soul searching, thinking about what my favourite film of the year is, uh, and I thought about Blade Runner, and I was like, well, I didn't think you liked Blade well, Runner. Right listening down. to the pod. No, no, no. Like uh, I, um, you just hate Ryan Gosling. <clears throat> I, it, oh, I don't hate him. I, I never said <laughs> he that just said he's all. perfectly cast for it. He's perfectly what cast said. for it because he's, uh, you know, a very limited actor. Um, I think. Well, no, he is, and you're both incorrect. I don't disagree. It's I don't, just I don't these mind two. Uh, these oh, two not, nodding. You know, nodding I don't dogs. disagree. Though we we had this conversation when we did the whole Blade Runner thing. Um, I think. The film that kind of affected me the most in a positive way, anything that, that creates some sort of emotive reaction is a good film. I think my favourite film this year uh, is Logan. I was, that's Logan a good shout. Logan is so good. And honestly, that's very emotional. I, that, that, when I was deciding, I was thinking it's either Dunkirk or Logan because. I've not seen Dunkirk. Oh my god! But well, it's I've fine. No, no, no. I, I, when you, when you I, watch I've been it, really bad with films this year. Yeah, but, but when you watch it, you, you. But Logan, you're right about that. Oh, Why did you like it so much? So, okay. So coming back to the earlier thing. Yeah. About 
um, comic book movies Thor Ragnarok and, yeah oh like uh, you got a big green guy and uh, you know it's got it's got to go in a certain direction that oh no it's all fun and uh, la 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 it's like well no I mean it's not always just because you know certain people have superpowers and you got like fucking mutants or superheroes or whatever that doesn't fucking mean that it's all uh, you know it's not all roses you know, it, it can be fucking quite really depressing. Mm. Um, and Logan is ridiculously depressing as yeah. a film to watch. Yes. Um, and for the most part, I watched it and I was like, Jesus, man. Is this like, can we just pretend this isn't, this doesn't exist, this film? Because watching it makes me feel really sad. Mm. Yeah. It's very but, violent as well. But very I love violent. that. Like, as, yeah. And again, like, if, you, if you're going to watch a superhero movie and go... Well, you know, it's uh, they have superpowers, and they're not trying to, uh, they're not going to do anything that's like really over the top. But like, a fucking hell, Wolverine in this, or you know, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in this is just ruthless. Mm. I mean, the first scene, he he, he he slices someone's head in half. Yeah, I was like, yes, finally, uh, and like, it's, it's that fun. is what would happen. Yes, yeah. that is so, what we want to see. Hugh Jackman is fantastic. He's so good, but, and Jackman. I mean. The little girl. She's amazing. She's like an Again, 11 type. She, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Like she's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my favourite character yeah. in it is like um, Patrick Stewart. So he is like brilliant. Professor yeah, Xavier. It's just like it's heartbreaking to watch that. It's actually really like... like it is heartbreaking. It's such, a, such, a, such a powerful uh, mutant. Such a, like a, an amazing oh, character. Uh, and you're watching him in some what? kind of like... Dementia. Uh, He's got dementia. dementia. Yeah, like, like dementia like, tanks. Yeah, Stop like spoiling dementia. Logan for me. Spo- spoiler warning. It's in the trailer. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little shout out <clears throat> to Moonlight because although it's probably not a film I'd watch probably again, I thought it was so beautiful. Yeah, I really loved that. But my film of the year is Get Out. Good film. Very good film. Deals with race in a manner that I haven't seen before. Is really great for a mainstream film. One thing that annoys me is that I feel like it probably won't have any recognition at the Oscars, which annoys me because they seem to honour a certain type of film. But I would love to see I know it's been nominated for Golden Globes. I would love to see it nominated for an Oscar. So if you haven't seen it, my recommendation is that you do. Yeah, I loved it. If, and, if, and the thing is, a lot of people are put off by it because they kind of... They hate black people. No, because they heard... Because <laughs> they heard it... Because they heard it might be sort of horror, like a horror genre film. And it's not really, is it? it, it, Have you ever seen the film uh, Cabin in the Woods in terms of the way it turns horror on its head in quite an interesting Mm. way? The Get Out isn't as silly or comical as that, but what it does do is turns like a horror trope, horror tropes, the conventions on their head a little bit and creates a very, very interesting plot, which is scary a little bit, but not... um, you know, it's not a horror film. It's scary in how it exposes society's attitudes towards race. Not scary because of exactly. the blood and gore. Yeah. Very good film. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is very quickly, I want you to tell me your favourite films that are Christmas themed and a brief explanation as to why. So John, what's your favourite Christmas film? A Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> That's mine. I love that one as well. Is, uh, my, is my absolute favourite. What? Um, <clears throat> why are you saying that? Oh, I hate it. Okay, Why? get out of your own house. She's racist against Muppets. Yeah, I yeah. am. I'm really racist. I bet she's like... But, but, but why would you say that, though? Do you know what? It, it, two reasons. One, it, um, I, that's okay for it to be your favourite. Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah well, reason, of course it is. The, but... the Muppets make me feel weird. Why? Racist, I told you. And secondly, I don't find it funny. 
you would hate the Muppets version of Get Out, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes, such a it's such a good actual per- retelling of film. the tale as well. And so Michael Caine plays it completely straight, and he's not like, oh, isn't isn't this funny that I'm mu- I'm actually Muppets? It's very moving as well. Like the songs it's are so really moving. good. So Let's put moving. it on now. Yeah, like when uh, when little Gareth dies. Oh. Uh, sorry, when uh, when Tiny Tim dies. Tiny uh, Gareth in the uh, in that you know the ghost of Future McCann. Um, <laughs> You know that's that's devastating. I, I I watched that as a kid and had that kind of really negative reaction. I watch that now and would feel the same way. Yeah. You know you got the little uh, the little Kermit family, um, which is probably unfair. Still brings a tear to my eye, John. Yeah. Brings mm. a tear to my the eye. The Kermit Piggy Union. Um, that's devastating. That. The sense of relief when he realizes he can change is palpable, and it's something I think everyone who watches it carries with them. And that even, thought that it's never too late to actually do good, even change feel, your life. Even the feel-good songs. Yeah. Like the uh, the ghost of Christmas. Present. He started to feel a lot like Christmas. Please learn the words. We're gonna sing it. That's that's in the singing of the songs and the choir. He's singing warm and getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. You're the Scrooge, not You're me. You're missing yeah. out on Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Maybe I should have been Scrooge. Yeah, you're Scrooge. Um, yeah. yeah, good choice, John. Good choice. Good choice. I know, I know Len, I know he stole your choice. You can just agree or you can choose another film. I had another. I had one. I'm going to go for a bit of a left field choice. Um, I love creatures. I love them. I love uh, the porks. I'm ooh. going for Gremlins. Uh, yes, Len! That's my second favourite Christmas movie. Yeah. You fucking hero. Bloody love Gremlins. Never feed them after... Don't, get, don't feed them after midnight. Don't get them wet. Yeah. Simple rules. <laughs> yeah. That's how Eight simple ladies. rules. And also, Gremlins is a good film. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Gremlins that makes it so great is it's just... It's like an alternative Christmas film, um, but it's just... I, I love, like, the little puppety creatures. I remember watching it as a kid, and it was kind of scary when you are a kid. And, um, you know, yeah. Gizmo is, like, the cutest thing ever. Mm. Uh, with his little whistle and his little cute little face. So um, <laughs> I used to have a little Gizmo toy. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Emma, yeah. favourite Christmas film. I feel like you're a Scrooge slash Grinch. I bet it's Grinch. I'm not a, a Scrooge or a Grinch. I don't like that film either. Yeah. Uh, my second okay. favourite Christmas film is Gremlins. Well done, Len. My first favourite Christmas film is Die Hard because it is the ultimate Christmas film. Uh, it's got the best cast. It's got some cracking jokes, some really good swearing and uh, it has got Bruce Willis in a vest. Yeah, when he was looking in good nick. You were just saying how it's not funny. I've been I've been terrified that somebody was gonna say this and um I can't believe they haven't. But my favourite Christmas film is Home Alone. Yep, love it. I thought, I thought Gaz was gonna say Love Actually. Oh I love that as well. I watched that today. Yeah, Home Alone's great. It had actually been it'd been a few I watch Home Alone every year, but it had been a few years since I'd seen Home Alone two until last year. Um, and I think we, we watched it. Yeah, we I watched it with you, Lucy, and um, it actually it, it put it put Home Alone in perspective because I I always, I've always thought that Home Alone two was just as good, and it's not. It's not just as good at all. It's, it's actually very violent. very violent, like hororifically. The, the bricks. The bricks. Oh, That's just mad. <laughs> 
I love it. So classic, my my favourite, you've all picked really good ones. Um, I love Thanks. Home Alone. I'm going to go with It's a Wonderful Life because it makes me cry. Oh, no, do not boo. No. I love It's a Wonderful That's Life. So Jimmy Stewart funny. getting taken to the edge and being shown the way. I've only saw it for the first time last Shouting year. Shouting at his kids. I've only saw it. I only saw it for the first time <laughs> last year. And, really? And I loved it. Did you cry? I did not cry. Film. Did you well up? I welled up, but I did yeah. not cry. Okay. It is a really beautiful film, actually. It is. It's really lovely. I love it. It's weird because people think they're going to watch it and it's just going to be Christmassy throughout, but it's not. It's about suicide oh, and debt and it's really like. fucking depressing. It is true. depressing. Christmas movies. I want to watch them to have fun because it's Christmas and I want to, win, like, you know, have a nice, light-hearted experience or watch Die Hard. I don't want to. I don't want to watch a film about. <laughs> I don't want to watch a film about somebody contemplating suicide. Like, why does everybody love these films that are depressing at Christmas? It's not actually depressing. At the end, you just feel so moved and like heartwarmed that you're actually your life. You have made a difference in loads of people's lives. If it came to it, if they needed to all give you a dollar so you could pay off the bank, they would. That's what I learned from that yeah, film. So ultimately, the idea is that. However low you can get, yeah. there's still some kind of like... Your life means something. We move on to what one person on Twitter said was a really good segment. The Fan Critical Quiz! Yeah. We're going to do this turn-based. I'm going to ask each of you a question related to a Christmas movie. If you get it right, you get a point. If you do not get it right... One of your other fan critical squadron can shout their name out Brethren. and answer. Len, yeah, I'm going to start with you. Yay! Can you tell me what Christmas film is set in Kingston Falls? Kings. All I can think of is Kingston. It's, it's Cool Runnings, but that's not a Christmas film. Bubsley. It's not. That's not a Christmas. Kingston Falls. I mean, that, it, it, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go with Home Alone. Okay. <laughs> That is not correct. Oh, okay. Gaz, you're Gaz. saying you, yes? Um, I think Kingston Falls is actually Len's favourite Christmas film, isn't it? Gremlins? Gareth, oh, you are confused. right. I got confused. Go on, Gaz. Oh, that is terrible. I got confused. That is terrible. I did you a favour, Len, and that would be the last time I will do so. Oh. Gareth, you have a point. I'll put it back from this. Okay. Jesus. John. Hello. President of the United States, Donald Trump, mm. makes a cameo in oh. which Christmas classic? I'm Alone too. I want that one. I need the full aunt. I need a full name. Oh, yeah. Lost in New York. Okay, got it. That's how you answer a question, bitches. One all between Gaz and John. Gaz, you're back up. Hey. Scott Calvin is a lead character oh, in which that? Christmas film? I don't know. A miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I don't know. It is wrong. Anybody else? You say you like Christmas? Puh. The answer is the Santa Claus. With an E. Oh, I would have got that. Tim Allen. You would have got oh, that. I love Tim Allen. Okay. One of my faves. That okay. My that was my chance. Emma. Yeah. Miley Cyrus performs her hit Wrecking Ball with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in which film? The, um, the, uh, the... I'm going to have to press you for an answer here, Emma. Uh, <clears throat> the Snowball. No, not the Snowball. Anybody uh, else? Can I... John... <laughs> John. Like the Princess Bride or some shit. No, not the Princess. <laughs> Miley Cyrus is not in the Princess Bride. That's worse my answer. That is actually nothing. worse than going, but, but, snowball. <laughs> That's all, folks. Is that- anyone else? The answer is The Night Before, starring Seth Rogen 
and Anthony Mackie. I watched it the other day because I love Christmas. You all suck. Oh, fuck, I have seen that as well. <laughs> for fuck's sakes. Well, you'll never forget now. Okay, That's give so me my annoying. second question. Okay. Right. What's that last year? Len. An angel named Clarence, who must perform good deeds to earn his wings, it's, appears in which film? It's a wonderful life. Correct. I'm back in the game, people. One point. I'm going to snaffle up some more points. You snaffle up all you need. Snaffle John. Hello. Billy Bob Thornton yep. has appeared in how many festively themed films? <gasps> that is mental. <laughs> that is mental. No, it's um, not. Just go well, look, search I'm your feelings. Go with two, then. Okay. That's wrong. Emma. Emma. Four. That is also wrong. Len. I think you should have to name this. Len. This is mental. Uh, I'm going with three. Is the right answer. Yes. That is mental. Yes. How is it? Len, the Len what's, what's the, the third film? I don't know, I Why guess. Why do you have to name the films? Because <laughs> well, it's fucking know, just guessing based on two and four. Like, come on. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have given That's, it away like that. Gaz, um, Len, do you know the other film? Uh, I would go with Santa Claus. <laughs> No, uh, you've only just heard of that film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. Gareth. Which horror film features a dark Christmas spirit from Scandinavian folklore who takes revenge on children who don't behave? Is this Krampus? It is Krampus! Terrible but terrifying film. Oh, it's not terrifying shit. Okay. Shit film I've ever seen. Emma, you're going to love this question. Which Muppet... <laughs> Yeah. Appears as Charles Dickens in Muppet Christmas Carol. I've not got a fucking clue why I hate that film. Okay. Anyone? Len. John. Len. Gonzo. Yeah, he's right. Is right. Yes! Yes! Okay, good. Sorry. Um, that annoys me. So now it's you again, Len. Oh, I knew the answer at least. Finish this sentence. Ha! Ah! The best way to spread Christmas cheer. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is. is... To be in the chicken. Best way to spread Christmas cheer. If you don't know it, you're not going to guess the right way. Is to word. do it without any fear. Gaz, Gaz, no. Gaz, Gareth. It's to sing loud for all to hear. From Elf. Yeah, you're, you're not you're not getting it. You're not getting it. You're not getting it fully fully right. I am going to give you it. It's not Gareth. It's 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 is singing loud for all to hear. Not is to sing loud. <laughs> I am going to give you the point, but in no, future... Why? <laughs> no, it's, pre- it's pretty much right. I'm the judge. Take a seat. You are playing. He does this when he gets in the face. It is not bullshit. No, Gaz gets away with everything because he's a small boy. He doesn't get away with everything. Len got away with something as well. It might be you that gets away with it next. John, it's your question next. Gareth and Len are joint top with three. John has one. Emma has loser. none. There's still all to play for. <laughs> he just said loser. Oh, <laughs> John, you are next. Tom Hanks plays a creepy CGI character in which Christmas film? Yeah, you got it. Do you remember the title? Yeah, Polo Express. Is correct. Um, Gareth, what is the name of the toy Arnold Schwarzenegger is desperate to buy for his son in Jingle All the Way? I don't know. Um, Stretch Armstrong. No. Oh, no, absolutely not. John. John. Um, I mean, I definitely don't know anyway, but it's uh, my guess is going to be the Rocket Man. Emma. Action Man Commando. No. Len. Len. Power Man. You're not Power Man, no. 
The correct answer. The correct answer is Turbo Man. Oh, <laughs> I told you it's something like that. Turbo Man. Emma. Yes. This is the final question, and then we're on to bonuses. Well, I have no points. Okay. So well, you might get one. Boner. What town does the Grinch live on the outskirts of? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, you don't know. Does anyone else know? Who town? Yeah. Who? Town. What'd you say? Who town? No. The correct answer is <laughs> Whoville. Whoville. Wanker. <laughs> 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 Gareth and Len both have three. John has two. Emma has none. There is a bonus question, and I will decide which answer is best. So we'll go on round one by one, and you have to give me your answer. Okay. So, Len. Do what? I have to go first? Yes, you do. Okay, yeah, fine. Right, <laughs> Len. What job must Kevin McAllister's dad do in order to afford both the massive house they live in and to take his and his horrible brother's families away for Christmas every year? What job must he do? So we don't know. I want to know what you think he does to afford that fucking Fuck off house. I know. I've got it. Okay. There's no right answer. There's no right answer. What I think happens is, I think he actually has a a side job. So I think his real job is that he's like a businessman, but on the side, he's like a really fucked up high-priced escort who does shit that no one else can do. Okay. To men only, no other women. It's just (laughs) guy-on-guy action. (laughs) Okay, so he's he's a rent boy. A a high-priced rent boy. Weird shit. Weird shit. Okay. John? Uh, I think we all know he's in the mob. He's definitely in the mob. Um, he was in also, Sopranos. And also he appears in the Sopranos yeah. as well. Okay. Gaz? I mean, yeah, he's probably like an arms dealer, but there is also um, the the Disaster Artist. You ever seen that new film about the room? About the making of the room. So the way yeah. that um, the way that the guy, what's his name, the guy who made the room? Um, Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, Tommy Tommy Wiseau. He um, he claims that he made his six million dollars um, that he used to make that movie through selling jeans. So I can only yeah, assume yeah. that Kevin McAllister is also a jeans salesman. Based on the character' blatant disregard for his children's welfare, his lack of understanding of how basic That's... electronics work. As in, they unplug things and expect the alarms to still work. So he's a bit just disconnected from reality. I'm going to give the point to John. So now what you're going to have to do, the three of you, is choose your favourite Christmas song and sing me the opening lines of it and I'll judge who's who's best. Ooh. Oh, I, I don't know. I've got a terrible voice and uh, John and Gaz claim to be in some sort of fake band together. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck this is about. Well, what's oh, your, what's... given up already. I'm not giving up. Uh, Len, what's out. your favourite Christmas song? I don't know what my favourite Christmas song Think about it for a second, okay. all right? Gareth, I'm going to come to you. I know you, I know you like to sing and I know you like Christmas songs. Last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next day you gave it away This year to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. That's lovely, Gareth. You know how you know how I feel about George Michael. So well done for pulling on my heartstrings. I think mine will have to be. And so this is Christmas, yeah. And what have you done? Oh, another year over. And new world just begun. Gaz, join me. <laughs> okay, very, very, good. very good, good, John. Nice. It was kind of a, quite X Factory, yeah, but, but you know, I'm gonna give 
I think it was both actually really good performances. I think you both took it seriously. Yes. I'm going to give it to Gareth because I love Last yes. Christmas. George Michael was a lovely man. <laughs> Okay, that has been the 2017 wrap-up review of the year and also a bit of a Christmas festive bad feeling quiz. Thank you to everyone who listened, all our listeners for the year. We've really enjoyed doing the podcast. We look forward to bringing you more high-quality content next year. You can follow us on social media. So we are at FanCriticalPod on Twitter and we are at Fan underscore Critical on Instagram so you can see what we're up to and if you go on our website www.fancritical.com you can listen to our podcast there thank you John thanks thank you Len thank you stop doing that voice thank you Emma you're welcome and thank you Gareth over in the Upside Down we wish you a Merry Christmas <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas we wish you a Merry Christmas and you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, year. Now get my fucking figgy pudding. (laughs) Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com podcast.